5 Bible Lessons from the New King Charles III The Kingdom Teaching Series, Part 4 I was teaching a Bible class one day when I mentioned that astronomers have discovered that the universe is expanding. A student asked why God keeps creating new galaxies when we can't even count what's already in existence, smiley face. John 5 17 I answered that even though we have no light from the Bible as to the reason why, we have enough verses therein to make the following conclusion, that just as God created man and give him planet earth to replenish and subdue, we can safely assume the same mandate will be applied to rest of the universe, when the sons of God as joint heirs together King Jesus will inherit all things and subdue the rest of the universe and replenish it to a habitable status for the eternal generations yet unborn. Psalm 87 6 What has this got to do with King Charles III? Everything, as every kingdom that desires growth needs royals and riches to manage its vast expansion. Just as King Charles III inherited much wealth and lands, so even now does all of creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God who will likewise manage the wealth of the eternal and expanding kingdom of God, Rom 8:19. 5 Bible Lessons from the King Charles III Wealth is just the fourth parallel we will be drawing from out of the five Bible lessons we can learn from King Charles III in the following order. 1. The accession compared with the ascension of King Jesus. 2. The royal scepter passes on to the new king. 3. Why a new name is required for new kings, even Jesus. 4. The riches of the kingdom, the heirs, and their taxes. 5. You are a king, are you ready for your reign? Bible Lesson Number 1, The Accession of King Charles III and the Ascension of King Jesus. History was made when the proceedings of Charles III's Accession Council were the first to be ever televised and streamed online. This is the council which formally confirms the ascension of a new British royal onto the throne by issuing a proclamation to all the domains in the United Kingdom and Commonwealth realms. The formal proclamation occurred on September 10, 2022 even though Charles III acceded to the throne two days earlier, on the afternoon of September 8, 2022, immediately after the Queen passed. Imagine if someone meets King Charles immediately after the passing of his mum, and starts bestowing upon him all the accolades that were previously accorded to his mum. The king would be quick to slow down the adoring person, with the words, Do not pay much respect to me yet, because the accession council is yet to formally announce my new status as king. You will remember that immediately after his resurrection, King Jesus met Mary Magdalene and cautioned her in Joe 2017 that, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my father, but go to my brethren, and say unto them, I ascend unto my Father, and your Father, and to my God, and your God, why did Jesus use the present tense I ascend? Why did he give her this caution when we know that the ascension happened much later days after this? Even though he had risen and publicly defeated all principalities and powers, he was yet to present himself before God to announce himself. This is what is stated in HEB 9:12. but by his own blood he entered and once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. This is echoed a few verses later in HEB 9:14, where it states that, Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself without spot to God. This new Jesus who was on his way to present the sacred blood in heaven was saying to Mary do not detain me now, I am on an ascent, you will see me again soon, but for now, send this message to my brethren. He would not be delayed by the same Mary who only knew him after the flesh when she used to host them at her house. For now, all Jesus would require from her to relay an important message to his brethren that indeed he is risen and is still rising, but will be back soon. 
Just as the resurrection was really the beginning of the ascension, so was the death of the queen the beginning of King Charles's ascension to his throne as the new king. This process is not yet finalized as his coronation will probably happen a year from now. As to why the coronation is later than the crowning read the blog on the new Zulu king here. Through the ascension, presentation and acceptance of his blood, we now have the boldness to enter the holiest and touch him because he has finished all his divine rites as our heavenly high priest F underscore 312. He can now be reached and even delayed by the least of us, as he is our great high priest, that is passed into the heavens, who is touched with the feeling of our infirmities, who is in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin, HEB 414-16 and HEB 1019-22. The acceptance of his ascension in the heavenly court above opens the door for all his followers to be made royalty and granted same access into the presence of his Father. Jesus is the one by whom we have access and grace to stand by faith and by one spirit before the Father, Ram underscore 5-2 and F underscore 2 colon Congratulations on your royal status. Bible lesson number 2, King Charles got a new name just like Jesus will. British monarchs get to choose a new name, usually their middle name, as their monarchical title as they ascend the throne. While the late queen went with her first name, previous monarchs have opted otherwise. The previous monarch, King George VI, was called Albert. George was one of his middle names. Similarly, Queen Victoria's actual first name was Alexandria and had Victoria as a middle name. The new king's full names are Charles Philip Arthur George Windsor, so he could have opted to use any of these names as his regal name, but he chose Charles. The previous reigns of the British kings who used the name Charles are associated with epic events which affected the monarchy in dramatic ways, so royal watches are looking to see. King Jesus also came to the throne using the name of one of the ancient kings of Israel known as King David. All through the ages, Israel has been waiting for the reign of the son of David who in Jer 23-5 was spoken by God that behold, the days come, that I will raise unto David a righteous branch, and a king shall reign and prosper, and shall execute judgment and justice in the earth. When the royal messenger from the Most High Court came to announce his advent in Luke underscore 1 32, he said, He shall be great and shall be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. God had promised David that someone from his own family would sit on David's throne as King Act 2.30. All through the ages, Israel has been waiting for the reign of the Son of David. As early as Esau 22.22, the prophet said of King Jesus that, The key of the house of David will I lay upon his shoulder, so, he shall open, and none shall shut, and he shall shut, and none shall open. King Jesus confirms he is the one spoken about when in Rev 3-7 he repeats the same words when introducing himself as he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth, and no man shutteth, and shutteth, and no man openeth. What we await now is the new name of King Jesus, as mentioned in Rev underscore 312 that to him that overcomes will I make a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go no more out, and I will write upon him the name of my God, and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem which cometh down out of heaven from my God, and I will write upon him my new name. I can't imagine a name better than Jesus Christ, but we shall wait and see. Bible Lesson number 3, The Queen's Scepter is Passing The seventy-year reign of the Queen was the longest of any British monarch, and her burial was rooted in so much history that some rites we saw are unlikely to be repeated in our lifetime. For example, when the Queen's coffin was lowered into the royal vault in St. George's Chapel in Windsor Castle, the imperial state crown containing almost 3,000 diamonds, 
The sovereign's orb and scepter were removed from the top of her coffin and placed on an altar. The crown, orb, and scepter symbolized the monarch's power and governance and so its removal separated the queen from her crown for the last time following her 70-year reign. King Jesus also has a royal scepter. However, unlike the reign of the queen, his reign shall not end as his throne is forever and ever, the scepter of that kingdom is a right scepter, PSA 45-6. Indeed from the very first book of Genesis we learn that the scepter shall not depart from Judah, Gen 49-10, and in the final book of Revelation, King Jesus is called the Lion of the tribe of Judah. He is the one who is spoken of as coming with a star out of Jacob, whose scepter shall rise out of Israel, whose government and peace will have unlimited growth forever, Noom 24-17 and Isa 9-7. If there is someone people should be shouting to with the words long live the king then it should be King Jesus. Bible lesson number 4 The riches of the new king are incomparable with the riches of King Jesus. According to Forbes magazine, King Charles III will now oversee some $42 billion in assets, having inherited $500 million personally from Queen Elizabeth, including her castles, jewels, art collection, and a horse farm, all of it tax-free. Some assets, which include Buckingham Palace, Windsor Castle, and the Tower of London, aren't held directly by the king, but are instead owned by the reigning monarch in right of the crown for the duration of their reign. They are also held in trust for his successors and the nation, meaning they can't actually be sold. This is Bible language is called stewardship. King Jesus shared different parables regarding good stewardship of assets as follows. Look underscore 1242 and the Lord said, who then is that faithful and wise steward, whom his Lord shall make ruler over his household? Luke 16 8 And the Lord commended the unjust steward because he had done discreetly, for the sons of this age are in their generation more prudent than the sons of light. Luke 16 10 11 He that is faithful with little is faithful also with much, and he that is unjust with little is unjust also with much. If therefore ye have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true? Talking of taxes, King Charles III's image will start appearing on United Kingdom currency. You will recall the question King Jesus was asked whether it is right for Jews to pay taxes to King Caesar. We know how he answered using the image of King Caesar printed on their currency. Another Bible tax story comes to mind when tax collectors came to collect from Jesus in Matt 17:25. King Jesus asked his disciple, What do you think, Simon? From whom do the kings of the world collect fees or taxes? Is it from their family members or from other people? From other people, Peter answered. Jesus said to him, Then the family members are exempt. Bible lesson number 5 You are a king are you ready? As soon as King Charles III sat on his throne he bequeathed his son, Prince William to take possession of his old residence called the Duchy of Cornwall, a conglomerate with $1.2 billion in net assets which earned some $27 million this year. This private estate has been passed into the control of the heir to the throne since 1337 AD. So, in effect, both the king and his son became joint heirs of Queen Elizabeth II, as mirrored in Rom 8:17 that not only are we heirs of God, but joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. This promise is echoed again in Rev 3:21 that to him that overcomes will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am set down with my father in his throne. All these are lessons on the royal status of today's Christians which is seen as follows. I, you will have a scepter. It is already written of us in Rev 1-7 that Jesus has made us kings and priests unto his God and Father and that he will appoint unto you a kingdom, 
as my Father hath appointed unto me, Luke 22:29. The same King Jesus promised saints that whoever conquers and continues to do what I've commanded to the end, I will give authority over the nations. He will rule them with an iron scepter, shattering them like clay pots. Rev 2 26-27. 2. You will get a new name. Prince William and his wife will now be known officially as the Prince and Princess of Wales, a new title. They remain the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge but the new title takes precedence. Our job while still on earth is to practice the coming newness of our royal life by doing what is written in call underscore 3 colon 10 that we put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. If we do it well, we shall be rewarded with the gift of Rev underscore 2 colon 17 which promises that King Jesus will give to him that overcomes, a new name written, which no man knoweth saving he that receiveth it. 3. You are the heir of all earthly kingdoms. As much as we admire the royal family, we need to remember that all that is theirs is ours tomorrow for it is written in Rev underscore 1115 the kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord, and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever. In fact, the whole world has already been granted to one man and his family as the Bible informs us boldly in Rom 4:13 that the promise to Abraham and his offspring that he would be heir of the world did not come through the law but through the righteousness of faith. 4. You have a great inheritance. King Solomon, the richest king who ever lived knew that both riches and honor come of God and he reigns over all, and in his hand is power and might to make great and to give strength 1 ch 29 This same God has in these last days spoken to us through King Jesus whom he appointed to be the heir of everything and through whom he also made the universe, HEB 1-2. As we can see in the picture, the domain of God is so much that we will not inherit it all in one session but rather it will take us ages to enter into the fullness of God's riches as Dan 7:27 states that the kingdom and dominion, and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven, shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High, whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and all dominions shall serve and obey him. Final word to all divine royals waiting on earth. Whatever you are going through in the world, know that you are sharing in King Jesus' sufferings. The promise for this is that inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's sufferings, when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy, 1 p underscore 4 colon 13. So, all the sufferings of this present time and the ones coming soon are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us, Ram underscore 8 colon 18. Therefore, let us keep our eyes on the final inheritance and gladly suffer any scorn here for Christ because it is worth far more than all the treasures of this world, HEB 11:26. Shalom. Downloads. Click below for the PDF of this teaching. Bible Lessons from King Charles 3 Final 1 Download. Click below for the audio version of this teaching. Catch all the Kingdom series so far, click the links below. In the Kingdom series, we have been drawing parallels between the temporary kingdoms of the earth with the soon-coming eternal kingdom of King Jesus. We previously covered the crowning of Miss Sri Lanka and how she lost her crown immediately. Followed by the new king of Zulu Kingdom. Our last article was on the passing of Queen Elizabeth. In this edition, we took biblical learnings from the crowning of the new king, King Charles III.